Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey there, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team will continue with season one of TNG with episode 20, The Arsenal of Freedom. And episode 21, Symbiosis, or Symbiosis, or however you wish to pronounce it. <laughs> is it 20 and 21 or 21 and 22? It depends on whether you count Encounter at Farpoint as one episode or two. Oh. Now, Laura and I watched this a couple of weeks ago while Netflix still had mm. Star Trek The Next Generation. So this will be our final episode with Netflix descriptions, even though I haven't been reliably doing that episode to episode. But the arsenal of freedom is, while investigating the dis disappearance of the USS Drake on the planet... M is it, was it Minos or Minos? Minos? Minos. Uh, uh, Minos. Sounds great. He says Minos. The crew battles floating mechanical death spheres, which sounds real dumb, by the way. I don't know. I, I The planet stuff, aside from another close call with Picard and Beverly, uh, was kind of dumb. There, there was very fan fiction fodder oh, yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I felt like they, the conceit of this episode in the writer's room was just sort of like, okay, but what if Jean-Luc and Beverly were like trapped in a cave somewhere and like <laughs> she was injured. Oh no. And like, and like, and then they were just like, oh shit, how, like, but they're competent. So they wouldn't let themselves be in this place. And they had to like come up with a weird situation that in in fan fiction we go it's fine you can just do that yeah. to get to the fun part you yeah. know but you it's really hard to do that in a tv show um because also um my major thing as soon as i turned it off like as soon as the episode was over i was like if it was that easy to turn off why didn't they just turn it off right it's one of those it was like there was an off button why didn't anybody why, why did somebody allow their entire planet to be murdered by the machines that they built when it turns out that there was a pretty easy to access off switch. Right. Yeah. It wasn't the situation got out of control. They just didn't. They just did it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a story that's filled with ten it was filled with attempts at tension uh -huh. that is immediately undercut by the fact that the solution was incredibly simple. And it's right. not like the system became sentient and, and took control took. away yeah. from the people. It, it was so style. Yeah, no. The fucking like, sales ad. Yeah, no, it was it was just a, a product doing its little Right. It uh, was example run and that was it. Tyson <laughs> vacuum guy trying to sell you a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plant stuff's kinda yeah. But what's awesome is watching Jordy get to be in charge. That and was I'm good. just now realizing all of my notes were about that part right. of the yeah. episode. Because it's like, Jordy was like really into it. And he was like, I would have watched a whole couple of episodes of like Jordy in charge with like these like other actors. And mm. like, like even Worf was like really into his job. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I got this. And he, like, Jordy just trusted everyone. Because <laughs> in like, a couple weeks it is going to be his office. job. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> But then the like, yeah, you, he's like, he just believes in these people that he's known right. for about five seconds. He's like, you're good officers. You're well-trained. We got this. Like, he's just right. so uplifting. And, and he is as annoyed by the third of four chief engineers <laughs> on this ship this year. And he's like, okay, you know what? I'm taking that job. 
Like, <laughs> like, no, I'm doing your job and my job, and when the captain's gonna come back, he's gonna pat me on the head and give me the good job. <laughs> yeah, I... I was very, like, I really liked that part, but it was, like, the whole, like, I outrank you. And I was like, who's this asshole? Right. I I have never seen you on the bridge outrank my ass. Like, (laughs) the Captain Pajordian job said it in front of God and everybody. (laughs) When when he said that line, I I was sitting here watching it with my husband, and when he said that line, I was like, that white man's gonna fuck shit up. Yeah. And sure enough. Yeah. Sure enough. Well, and then Jordy was like, mastered that like reality show fake out. Like, because he brought him yeah. up. He's like, Chief Engineer Logan, come to the come to the bridge and comes up here. And he was like, you're going to take command of the saucer section. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait for it. Wait. I was like, oh, I think he just invented reality TV. Like, in that yeah. moment. All the cruise shippy parts of the ship, that's all you, my dude. <laughs> I'm going to take all the weapons and the engine and stuff and uh, try, try to solve a situation. Yeah. I just wanted Officer Zoo to be like, ooh. <laughs> also, I really liked her. She got like, I don't know, maybe uh, 30 seconds of screen time and I was just like, I would already die for you. <laughs> I love, You're so cool. I love that they put another woman on the, on yeah. the bridge. Yeah. And that she was a person of color. Yes. Yeah. 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 This show's, this show's pretty good that way. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to the central point, since even the beginning of our rewatch, that Star Trek doesn't necessarily age great in a specific instance of it, but it is always ahead of the curve of that time. Right. Mm-hmm. This was 88, right? Uh, yeah. 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 So, I mean... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, with Uhura, like, is the way the original series treated Uhura the most enlightened way to treat no. a female character? No. <laughs> no. But putting a woman and a woman of color in a position of authority and right. expertise on a bridge. And they never question her about it either. Right, right. And anytime anyone kind of approaches, like, you guys missed the third season episode where uh, a vision of Abraham Lincoln comes on the ship. Third season gets wild. <laughs> and, and he says some things that are like, oh, hold up, you can't say that to Nichelle Nichols. <laughs> Like I know you mean well. Your 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 record is you know okay okay, but yeah. check yourself yeah. before you wreck you, yourself. Before you before we go send you to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> if you Again. catch my drift. But like Uhura was always the one that like when you saw her sitting on the floor under her station wiring stuff, right. you knew things were serious. And you're just like, oh, she knows exactly what to do. She's oh, going to yeah. fix the broken thing, and then we're going to get back on our way. Yeah. yeah. The most competent person on yes. that bridge. Easily. Yeah, this episode sure was an episode. It was. Yeah. I mean, rating on a curve like. of season one, it's not awful. Right. I'd give it a, a C plus, maybe, because mm-hmm. there are things I like. I mean, any moment where uh, Picard and Beverly feel like they're almost going to is, is good. <laughs> right. And... Jordy, MVP of the episode, no doubt, no uh-huh. doubt, no doubt. I also like the little bit where uh, uh, they're they're fighting the things on the surface, and uh-huh. Yar says, "Data, I need you." <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, like, was, now is not the time, girl. Uh, but I get it. Everybody's <laughs> ship gets a little bit of play this week. <laughs> that look on Data's face, it was like, maybe. Oh, we're in danger. Right, yes. right. <laughs> I would sort of really fast and just be like, I'm pretty sure Beverly Crusher admitted that her grandmother was a witch. And yeah. I'm into it. Oh, just wait. <laughs> we eventually it. meet the grandmother. <gasps> yes! And it sort is of. sort of. Sort of. Sort of. 
But that, uh, that episode's We bonkers. meet her after her death. Yes. But death is only a doorway. It's full on mummy style. Death is only the beginning. I'm going to scratch right. on the inside of the sarcophagus. Got and, it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will just say that and I got to be careful to enunciate these words because they can be misheard. She is a noted sex candle enthusiast. <laughs> Anytime I say sex candle enthusiast, it sounds like sex scandal enthusiast, which um, you could be. Yeah. Right. Yes, right. But, but no, yeah, no, 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 no. Very a sex specifically, candle. A candle <laughs> made for sex. Okay. <clears throat> of which she is enthusiastic about. <laughs> Look, hey. sometimes people don't you know, yum any or yuck anybody's yums. No, right. yeah, that's yeah. a pretty honestly, that's a pretty standard kink. That eventual <laughs> yeah. episode, yeah. not not wax, the candle itself. Like I, I like uh, it's yeah. a okay. magic candle with that, a that has dude a sentience inside. to itself. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's got there's, there's yeah. different niches for this kink. Z currently has a look on their face <laughs> that is what the Trek fandom has had since that that episode, which is in season seven, aired. I think. It is one of the wildest swing for the fences, weirdest episodes. But yeah, so is, it, is, the, is the sex candle like a blow up doll kind of thing? <laughs> like, is it? There's I'm a ghost gonna... living inside, and he like seduces all the women in the family because the okay, candle keeps Can't... getting passed down, Full and they light it, and it's like, well, yes. Does he? Su- <sighs> okay, hold on. It's Does... bad shit crazy, but it's it's kind of it's, strangely good. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah. Is the candle lit when he seduces them? Oh, yeah. Okay. And it, right. it, it lights green. It releases his essence or whatever oh, when you light the right? candle. And then... Yeah, it sends it, I mean... I don't like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 great now, discussion now, of sex <laughs> will involve the releasing of essences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh, oh, what? That's, that's correct. <laughs> I'm not even being gross. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> As your resident witch, <laughs> I like to say all of this sounds great and correct, and I can't wait. Because <laughs> honestly, like, I mean, just to get technical, it sounds like maybe there's like a horsing element involved with like... Uh, are horses like... involved? <laughs> there are no horses involved in this okay, game. It's a magical term for like consensual possession. It's fine. It's oh, whatever. Okay, okay, there is okay. a little bit of that. Okay. <laughs> I'm right! She's a witch! <laughs> But you know, it just—it shows Doctor Crusher in a new way. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> a, a way of a, a granddaughter who's not afraid to get down with the same mystical entity that seduced I, her grandmother. I so mean, you know, whatever. I love that it's the grandma that's the witch, not the mom. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother taught me everything. We're like, girl, get it. Yeah, witchcraft. Our I, mom, because she was basically raised by her grandmother, right? I can't remember if in the primary canon, but it's it, it's established that. that I think even in the sex candle episode uh beverly mentions that her parents died when she was fairly young and oh, she okay. had to go okay. live with her grandmother okay okay i'm a sucker for the grandmother was a witch mother tried to keep magic away from the granddaughter and the granddaughter still does she, i love that trope yeah. yeah like she's still magical and shit like fuck you mom i kind of really love the movie practical magic yes! exactly what that is oh, <laughs> haven't we mentioned practical man- magic on friendables like almost every episode at this point i mean, i have a Oh, the three of you, it's definitely your aesthetic for for distinctly different reasons for each of you. Okay, what's my reason? I don't know. I just accept that it is. I think it's different than these two. Well, what's what's Eris' reason? I want to be slash 
sleep with Sandra Bullock. Okay, that's my aesthetic too. Yeah. Okay, I might be closer on YouTube, but what? it's just I think you want to be there. Yeah. 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 We, no. we, I we took it a step further. I, I, I want. I want the magic. I want the magic family. I want the intrigue. The community. The how easy it is, like the way she I, breathes the candle to life. Yes, is like I know. Oh, I would love to just moment. be able, like that, and it, like it's just an insane. I just get weird. Like that lines. natural okay. talent that you're trying yeah. to suppress, but then you, it's got to come out. <laughs> I really like the part where they murder that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like a little bit more left you know, field. Like, okay, basically everything. <laughs> She's there for the magic. <laughs> You're, you're there for the empowerment. Mm, right. You're there for the murder. <laughs> My original statement, I was correct. Together we're the power of three. Yeah. And plus, it would just be hella cool to retire yeah. with my magical sister, like, the way it, it jet, and what's the other one's name? Oh... Francis. Yeah, yeah. The way those two like interact with one another, like yeah, I want to be like that when I'm old. Yeah. People on TikTok have been calling it uh, the aesthetic whimsigothic. Okay, like, hmm. whimsically gothic. Interesting. Okay, yeah, because yeah, there's like a little bit like because I believe the craft is probably involved with that a little mm-hmm. bit too. Cause that's like heavier on the gothic. Yes. Yeah. I'm just gonna sit with that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Rethink my entire adult life. Um, and the, you know the shorts I sewed today. I made these. Hand and everything. Nice. But yeah, Beverly Crusher is a witch and I'm into it. Yeah. I've been into it my whole goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I see it. I see the light. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I feel like for a lot of uh, Star Trek so far, you've been the one on the train, like with your hand reached out. And you're like, come on, it's so cool. <laughs> but like, we keep getting distracted by other things to look at. We're just like, it's the doctor and the captain. <laughs> Of them. Like, what I, that I don't you know. It might get weird real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think you, you have you've clearly never read any of my fanfiction. I, I feel like if you wrote fanfiction, Mac, you would have like those like um, notes at the end of like Wikipedia articles or whatever, where it like these cite my sources. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can tell you. How oh, he that. would. It, right. Like yeah. his would have footnotes and yeah. like. But and you'd be drawing, for life. <laughs> you'd be drawing on first, on like primary canon, but also secondary, some mm-hmm. tertiary canon. Yeah. Like you'll, you'd be you... citing other fan fiction. <laughs> well, yeah, she's a, she's a witch. That explains, ooh, in, in cause and effect, like her ability yeah. to kind of like. And in remember me. Which ones remember me? Uh, there's nothing wrong with the universe. There, yes, there's nothing yes, wrong with me. Yes. There must be something wrong with the universe. Yes, yeah. yes, no. Beverly Crusher, man. And, and we're right at about the point where they kick her off the show for a year. Fuck you! <laughs> I was going to say, season two is going to be a little tricky, but yeah. oh. after that, we're going to be riding high. And replace her with the worst goddamn character that ever... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't say I'm ready for that, but I, I Ooh, am. Oh, season two. Completely. Like, if, if Z's in it for murder, then um, <laughs> I feel like season two is going to be your thing. Like, every episode we'll you'll be like. We'll always have something to talk about. I, I was like, I need to murder her. It's not just the murder that I it like. Just it's murder. the justified murder. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, like, yes. the, like, in Practical Magic, he's a total douchebag. He deserved to die. <laughs> yeah, and, like, nobody questioned it. Yeah. He's actively trying to harm them, and yeah. they're trying to get away. It was and, absolutely yeah. self-defense. Yeah. 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 Not the case in the book, but anyways. Alrighty. <laughs> we, we've run out of time, and I, I, I think we've talked uh, practical magic to death. Oh, wait, no, this is Arsenal. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Does anybody else have anything about Arsenal of Freedom before we move on to our commercial break? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not much to the episode. A couple things to like. Pretty straightforward, yeah. yeah. Solid middle ground episode for the season. Probably on the lower end for the whole series. So then, we'll go to our commercial break. This is Damon Excedrin. <laughs> My corner on your human painkillers has not worked, been as profitable as I thought it would be. But now I have death spheres. I've got death spheres coming out of my ears. And as you know, because you've seen me before, I have very large ears. I'm I'm still human. I'm uh, secretly I'm a Ferengi living on 21st century Earth, trying to corner the market on headache medicine. And now death spheres. Come down to Damon Excedrin's Death Spheres Emporium, where we have death spheres. I okay. Confidentially, I bought too many death spheres when I thought the market was super cheap, and now it actually went below that price, so I have to offload them if I'm ever going to get home again to the 24th century. Death Spears. <laughs> Call today. Deathspears.com. Tell them, Damon. Excedrin sent you. <laughs> Messages of social enlightenment. Black lives matter. Yes. Trans lives matter? Exist? Mm-hmm. Stop fucking erasing people? And are worth defending. Yes. Mm-hmm. And any law specifically designed to criminalize that is astonishingly depraved. Yeah. I, I was trying to find the right word. It was. Just, it, yeah. It's just going out of your way to be cruel. Like, yep. there are some elements of human society that are cruel because they haven't mastered the skills necessary to bypass that cruelty. Mm-hmm. This is sharp left turn into cruelty. This yep. is... Why does the plot of Ace Ventura Pet Detective res- like hinge on transphobia? Bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm comparing the new laws to Ace Ventura Pet Detective because why? They both suck. They're both <laughs> astonishingly transphobic. Abortion is healthcare. You can't decide. Well, everyone like the exception needs to prove the rule. So if. You, Because there's a lot of people out there, including my own parents, who are like, well, abortion is bad, but... And then you say, well, what if a 12-year-old girl who had been assaulted by her uncle is now pregnant? Does she does, does she get an abortion? Well, they say, well, of course, yes. But that's the thing. If you ban abortion, she can't get one. Yeah. So it needs to be readily available. And yes, and that it- does mean for everybody. Yeah. In all circumstances. In all circumstances. Because otherwise, what you're saying is now doctors can't know how to do it and can't provide it, which basically means that, yes, all those 12-year-old girls, which happens a lot, Mom. (laughs) And you're taking away that right from all of, you know, like when you're in a position that maybe is dangerous, you're taking away options from somebody who might need it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's also, like, the argument of, of people being like, well, what about, you know instances of incest and sexual assault uh-huh. and things like that like and people are saying oh well there, there'll always be exceptions for that but how there do you be. how do you prove that like yeah like statistically mm-hmm. speaking i think it's like one out of every 15 um rapists are actually ever imprisoned like yeah. so how are how are you supposed to prove that like yeah and by the time you say like if like well of course there'll be an exception like unless it's written into the law which it isn't mm-hmm. in all of these cases then there is no exceptions no yeah. exceptions we are Doesn't already matter. seeing women being prosecuted for miscarriages yeah. as murdering their children right and I'm like do you know how fucking hard it is to be <laughs> pregnant and to have a baby 
I mean, like, people think it's just, like, fucking easy, like, going to the grocery store and buying something. But no, it, like, <laughs> women have miscarriages all the fucking time. It one is actually in, amazingly difficult to get pregnant. One in three Very women. angry right now. Yeah, one in three women um, have miscarriages. Yeah. You may be able to have a baby and then want another one and then nothing but miscarriages for the rest of your adult life. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just, it is wildly difficult to bring a baby to birth. Getting pregnant can be relatively easy. And it all going well. And it all yeah, going well. Like and that's also... without... It, the fetus, is the fetus viable? Is the fetus going Poor to man. kill you? Um, because there's... I mean, like, are you going to get any autoimmune disorders from half of the fact that you have fetus in you? Because most women, when they get an autoimmune disorder, it's because they were pregnant! <laughs> is is your doctor going to listen to your concerns about your own body? Correct. Right. We also have really high maternal health or mm-hmm. maternal death rates yeah, yeah. especially yeah. in the state yeah, yeah and also especially there is implicit bias and racism too and that like yeah white women tend to get listened to the most and we still in this state have a bad mm-hmm. maternal death rate for white women it is way the fuck worse if women. you're if you're black if you're indigenous if you're latina like if you're not white your doctor's not going to listen to you at least here in this state so it's just like this is why women don't want to get pregnant in the first place. <laughs> ah! Okay, I'm done. Where are your seatbelt? <laughs> Where are your fucking seatbelt? And uh, gentlemen, you'll notice that I didn't say anything in, in, in that in that discussion, which is what you should do. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't care if you have a mother, if you have yeah. a uh, sister, a, a sister, a wife. You, uh, you yourself were born at some point? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, if you do not have a uterus, yeah. maybe stay out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I, and definitely I actually, don't make laws about something that don't affect you. Right. <laughs> I I would like to share a story, no names or anything like that. Um, they don't necessarily know I'm, I'm sharing the story, but like I know of somebody who, when they were getting serious with their male partner, um, their male partner decided... Um, it, like, why don't want, we don't want to have a baby by accident or too soon. And with everything happening, he decided to go and he got a bunch of his sperm frozen. And then, um, and then he had a vasectomy. It was like, there, if we want to have a baby, it will be through choice. Like, we will decide. And like, that way we don't have to worry about accidents. We don't have to worry about any of that. I don't have to worry about necessarily like birth control and stuff like all that kind of thing like that was that was his willing investment into the partnership that they have i have, i think that's really cool right i have a vasectomy planned i've uh, an appointment scheduled i may not go through with it because the other research reasons, yeah. well, there's some other but some reason the, the, the there's a male contraceptive pill oh, okay. that is yeah. going to human trials now and i'm like oh i don't know if i really want to go through a surgery. Surgery right. if, if there's going to be a pharmaceutical solution to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm I might not go through with it, but I am interested in taking responsibility for my own birth control. Yeah. 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 Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. So I might go through it. At this point I'd say I'm probably won't just because I I'm hesitant to do a surgery for something that might have another solution. Yeah, right. For sure. Within right. reasonable and then invasive. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you uh, surgery can always be the plan B in case you do take mm-hmm. the contraception. It doesn't work, right. or you have. I mean, here's the thing with oral contraception yeah. with me is that um, I mean, obviously, I'm not a dude, but like, uh, birth control orally is very hard on my body. Mm-hmm. Mm. It 
it fucks me up. Mm. Um, so like now I have other means of birth control that actually work way, way better with my own personal body. But like, maybe the, maybe the oral dude contraceptive also does some horrible things. You know, when they do, uh, human trials, they're not going to put anything to market that the dudes are like, oh no, that makes me feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bloated. Like, so they're going to somehow come up with a magic pill with zero side effects just because it makes the guys more comfortable. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, yeah. It worked on rats. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to say a couple of words about NFTs. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to fight. <laughs> No, 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 no. no I, I, yeah, I think we're going to be on the same side on this. Mac just became a crypto bro. No, 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 no. Get up and leave. They, uh, Paramount and Star Trek have taken a turn into the NFT business. Oh, my God. Which, to Trek fandom's credit, we're not here for it. Um, Good. And, of course, every post about NFTs descends into some argument, uh, some bad faith argument about the facts like are they bad for the environment yes yes they are because it takes more electricity to maintain them oh i mean like categorically quantitatively we have the numbers to back it up they are actively bad for the environment (laughs) but then somebody will say oh well these nfts are carbon neutral no they're not um yeah they can't (laughs) like otherwise they don't exist oh wait they also don't exist it's a shell game a pyramid Uh scheme for people All, all those arguments all of those are true. I'm. A, I, I. They are a pyramid scheme, and mm-hmm. they are bad for the environment. That is unassailable truth. Mm-hmm. The Star Trek NFTs, or at least the first released Star Trek NFTs, are astonishingly lame. <laughs> they are so <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> this, at least this first round, it's uh, ship models. But since they're NFTs, they're just pictures of ship models. Gets worse. I'm holding myself right now. Like, I'm (laughs) physically, I have to, like, contain my body from leaping out. They are (laughs) algorithmically uh, created variants of the ship models that you know and love. So, essentially, you'll see a picture of the Enterprise with the engine sticking down. And that's your NFT. Boo! Yeah. Like, okay. But you get to somebody with a crypto bro, like a crypto bro will get on there and be like, oh, actually, you need to educate yourself about NFTs. They're, they're, I'm good. Okay. Let's, for the sake of argument, say that they're not terrible for society. We can all agree that these NFTs are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're dumb. Especially when on the the Star Trek online game, Mm -hmm. you can get your own ships. Now, granted, they're not unique. In that, but you could have variants of ships in there, and you can actually have a fun activity with those ships. Right. Go to a planet, meet some people, do <laughs> a good something yeah. with them. Yeah. NFTs are bad. These NFTs are dumb and bad. Right. <laughs> the thing that I am so tired of the crypto bro saying is the whole like, oh, there will no one else, and I'm like, you don't own the picture. Yeah. The actual picture yeah. is meaningless. They attach the picture to what you own as a URL link. Yeah. And even That's then, it. you have a license to it, really. You have a license to a URL link that they they pasted a picture to. That doesn't mean you own the picture. So already, if the picture is bad, then why, like, why any of it? Why does... Oh, yeah. It's not good in any definition of the word of good. Right. Like, if somebody said, oh, we're electronically going to sell the rights to a priceless piece of art. 
I mean, that's still bad, but at least it's something that has some aesthetic value to it. Like, yeah. you're like I have the internet rights to the Mona Lisa. I mean, that's a strange example. Right. Like, that's going to be a very expensive NFT. Okay, maybe. I mean, that's more than meeting them halfway. Let, let me pull up some of these Star Trek NFT examples. Yeah. Won't take long, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's see. They've only sold, like, 25% of them, so... <laughs> uh, Dummies. Big old pot. I'm just... I'm upset that they sold 25%. I wanted, I wanted you to say 25. Right. Out <laughs> they of sold like, 25 out of 5,000. Like, yeah. yeah. Get it. <laughs> I want to see... Oh, okay, F here we go. suck it. <laughs> here is an NFT that is either available or already been purchased. Boo. Blurry. Yeah. Zoom. That's about as clear as it gets. It looks Why? it looks like a duck yeah. without the top half of its head. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like if you glowy, want, like a ghost duck. Yeah, ghost the ghost duck ship. ship. <laughs> if you want to own something that nobody else has... Paint hire, it yourself. Paint it yourself. <laughs> hire an artist to do a commission for you. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, just easy. Like, you're about to own a piece of artwork that I'm drawing for you. You're about to own several, several pieces, pieces of, of artwork. Yeah. Like, those are yours. I'm drawing them specifically for you. And if somebody reblogs it, <laughs> reposts it, whatever. Like, ultimately speaking, they came from you. You own them. Yeah. Like, they're yours. They're they're your unique to you because I'm drawing it specifically for you. And that's very cool. And I also get to pay my car bill. So like yeah. that's also very cool for me. <laughs> you know, it's a win-win situation, yo. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to jump through all of these hoops to be like, oh yeah, NFT part. Like, no, take the same amount of money. Actually less than money, because honestly, artists are fucking cheap. We should all be raising our rates, but we don't because we want people to like us. <laughs> We're also needy and socially anxious. So, so, so tell me if I'm distilling the issue down beyond a basic level here, but, like, it sounds like from my very, very rudimentary understanding of what this even fucking means, is that NFTs are just a way to, like, not pay creators, yes. and, you know, it's like, yeah. why not just take that money and pay the, the person? Like, yeah. if I went to you and say, hey, I would, could you draw me the Starship Enterprise, but put a cowboy hat on it? And you'd be like, sure, yes. I'll draw you an Enterprise and I put a cowboy hat on right it for you. Fucking now. And you'd probably charge me way less than it would cost me to get a picture oh, of it on the internet yeah. from well, some dude girl, who... Girl, we, we talking <laughs> in the $30 range. And then I could hang it on the... And then I could hang it on my wall yeah. and I could say, Easy. look at my Enterprise with a cowboy hat I'll, on it. I'll do you one better. I'll send you the digital file. You can go and print. I'll, I'll get you a letter or a statement of record so you can go get it printed out at Kinko's or wherever. You can get as many prints as you want. Fuck this. Yeah, I'll do that right now. Not to mention, it feels like Prior to the ship thing, all of the other NFTs I was aware of were all monkeys yeah, doing yeah. various <laughs> things. So I'm just like, I, I could draw a monkey Justin picture. Bieber bought all of them, I guess. Y'all heard about the dude, I want to say in Australia, who fudged the non-fungible tokens? Hey, there you go. Now it doesn't work at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, I whatever. fudged it. <laughs> he figured out a way to, he wrote a bot that would decrypt the, like, URL link. So he now has those as just listed. And so, because that's essentially what you're buying. It's right. like the, the thing. 
you know, the, the, the supposedly totally, you know, cryptography safe, you know, link to it, and he backtracked it, and yeah. And now he's like, hey, I have a whole bunch of us, like, like five thousand here, and he's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I funched the tokens. Like you I am I am a relatively smart human being. I am, I think I'm I'm smarter than your than your average person. Yeah. That's however, I you. however <laughs> I cannot fucking wrap my head around this. Like it makes so little sense. Uh-huh. And having people be like, oh no no no, here's what it means. I'm like, the explanation doesn't make sense. They None of this know. makes sense. And now all I kind of, it... of want an Enterprise with a cowboy hat on it, now that I'm... Okay. I'm like, are you all talking about it? All right, I'm going to start your own. Any other messages <laughs> of social enlightenment. We, we took a turn there. We did. Mm. It's cool. I turned it. I, I was did. the one who brought up NFTs. Yeah, you, you you went there. Just, they're bad, but they're also astonishingly lame. Astonishingly lame. If you enjoy our word mouth things then you would enjoy our other fine podcasts, The Fourth Wall and As the Myth Turns are available on the, in their entirety uh, on PartyApocalypse.com. At this point, I would say by the time you've listened to this, uh, Friendables will have ha- aired its first episode. You can find those at Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter with me and Eris. We'll go through every book, movie, and TV series uh, featuring the character of or characters associated with Hannibal Lecter. And that'll be a limited show because there's only so much we have to do. It's exactly the opposite of this show. Yeah. Uh, since we are technically further away from the most recent Star Trek now than we were when we began two, <laughs> and, a half, two and a half years ago. Who knew they'd quit making more? They keep making more Star Trek. That they'd suddenly there'd be a golden age of like two episodes a week now. And, <laughs> Bro, we're trying to keep up here. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not complaining about new Star Trek. Let's not do that. Other things available on the website are books, blogs, uh, movie reviews. Eris, Uh are you still twitching? Not really. Um, I have uh, other art projects that I've been working on. I may jump jump on here and there, but um, not not really. (laughs) Gotcha. But there are VODs. Yeah. Yeah, there, so. there's there are a couple of odds that I managed to save. Um, they're really wow, Twitch is real. They 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 keep you to that 14 days to download it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's there's a couple there are a couple of odds out there. Honestly, by this time there might even be more. So who knows? Cool. Um, it's just like an every once in a while thing. You can watch me draw. Cool. Z. Yes. You've got a book coming. I do. My, I don't have a date for it yet. But. No. My good friend Haley and I started writing a novel as kids, and we finally finished it because we're procrastinators. <laughs> and it's coming out uh, later this year. It's called Reaching for Fire. You'll be able to find that on Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries. Yeah. Probably be announcing things on this podcast before anything else. Mm-hmm. So I'd be listening to this space for more on that. You also uh, are quite adept at the TikToking. I wouldn't say adept, just persistent. <laughs> sometimes that's sometimes they're one and the same, bro. Sometimes they're one and the same. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on TikTok. I don't post as much as I would like to, but I have a bajillion videos that you can check out. Um, it's at underscore. It's just C underscore. Love of my life. C. Do you have anything to plug? I don't think so. You're not chilling for NFTs all of a sudden. Um. No. 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 Oh, that's going to take a fundamental personality shift. <laughs> yes, it would. One that I would find alarming. 
think with that, we'll go back to our episode. Woo! Symbiosis, yo. This episode is such an after-school special. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wes- I love Wesley's a narc. The whole thing Ooh. where they're explaining to Wesley why drugs are bad. <laughs> yeah. Which, which this is all shepherded by by Gene Roddenberry. Like, season one is the one, the one where he had the most control over the next generation. And at this point, he is about 80% cocaine. <laughs> like, like the flesh is gone. He, yeah. he is mostly nose candy. <laughs> Essentially embalmed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. I took from that scene more about Natasha Yar. Wesley's a kid, and kids have stupid opinions. Um, because they're sheltered, usually. And Wesley is a very sheltered kid yes, up until yes. this point. Either Natasha Yar was an addict, or is an addict, or someone she was close to was an addict. I the wrote down, Yard definitely did a ton of drugs yes. at some point. Secondary canon <laughs> establishes that Yar was actually born addicted to drugs. Okay. Her, her mother uh, was heavily addicted and, yeah. Does not surprise that tracks. me. Yeah. Because, like, what she was saying was very was very true. As much as Wesley is, like, you know, his 14-year-old bumbling self, 15, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. I think he's 15 at this point. Anyway, there are more reasons than your little tiny binary sheltered brain understand right now of why a person may want to, I don't know, numb themselves to the horrors happening around them, make them feel good in an otherwise empty, emotionless landscape. There's tons of fucking reasons to do drugs, kid. You should probably do some right now. Like, I love the conversation she had with him. It was interesting. Yeah, Wesley is asking his very innocent questions. Like, why would anybody want to do? that and all of these adults trying to explain it to him not one of whom is his mother <laughs> I, 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 re- I really enjoyed who's probably done some drugs yeah. she's a doctor of course she does them herself she's like how do I know how to treat it unless I'm feeling good right now <laughs> like, I mean I, kudos I, that he's got some trusted adults but I bet you his mom I bet you the doctor was just like this kid is hard enough to deal with. <laughs> Go to the bridge. Jesus, Wesley. Like, like, I can't with you anymore. Like, I can't hook him on heroin because people would notice. <laughs> and weed is a little too on the nose. He might be one of those giggly types. <laughs> better better just straight lace it. He's not allowed to have anything because this is already hard enough to deal with. <laughs> That's personal headcanon right there. I feel like if, co- uh, if Wesley did cocaine, he'd feel a little bit like God. And I don't right. think that I would be opposed oh, yeah. to watching that episode. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it would be funny, but I'm just thinking, like, in the idea, in the in the mind of his mother, I'd be like, I don't want to deal with that. Right. I don't like. I'm still responsible for this child. When his mom finally did have that conversation with him, it wasn't you should say no because drugs are bad. It's because it was you, you should say no because you will be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley, you you are a strong personality, and, and um, I love you for that. And I, I don't you, want I you to change at all. But listen, but listen, people chill are, the fuck out. People already have you're a hurting hard time. my high. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's got a buzz right now. You bring it down. <laughs> It's like, people already have a hard time with you, and we don't need to make it any easier for them to say no to you. So, don't. When I, when I was younger, I had an, uh, an older, my, there, she's still an older cousin, but... Um, time is still linear. Yeah, yeah, time gotcha. is still linear, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. um, I forget how that works sometimes, but anyway, so when I, when I was younger, she would be, I was like always, like, need to impress kind of kid, and so I would like, just do like the most outlandish things to like 
be funny and like make people laugh and stuff. And one Thank time, God you grew out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin came up to me and she put a hand on my shoulder and we were walking back to our to my my apartment and uh, that that we lived in when I was a kid. And um, she was like, "So listen," and and I was just enamored by her because she was so much older than me. And she's like, "Listen." I have to tell you something, and you're not going to like it, and you're just going to have to get over that, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she's like, you're a lot, and I like you, but not everybody does, so <laughs> <laughs> you should think about that. And I was like, okay. And I haven't gotten over that since then. Oh, I was just like, I feel like that's, that's where a break happened. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, Z. We like you, Z, and we, we tend to have very dim opinions of people who don't. I will not yeah. disagree with the statement that some people don't like you. Yeah. I think we, we can show receipts on that one. But I, yeah. but I have a very low tolerance for people who do not like you. <laughs> I like you the best when you're alive. There are times yeah. when I'm like, Z, you're not enough. Yeah, Z, <laughs> like, like, Z needs something... to be about 30% more Z. Right. Like, I mean, feel like I'm getting hold... my quality Z time. <laughs> when you hold yourself back, which I have noticed that you do sometimes, you know, for yeah. whatever reason, I actively worry about being like, I hope nothing's happening in their life right now. I hope like, oh shit, did they just get off my phone with their mom? Like, do I need to kill a bitch? Like, I hope, like, I mean, I'm actively like problem solving to get you back up to the 120 that you want. Yeah. And that's like when you dip below 90. You know? And I'm just like, oh no, something's wrong with my friend, my good, good frenzy. And I need to have them top peak performance all, awesome, like, all the time. So yeah, fuck you, cousin. <laughs> but no, I I, I just I, I hear you. I relate to Wesley. I relate yeah. to Wesley because I think if I did cocaine, I would also be alone. <laughs> You're younger than everybody else around. You've got opinions on drugs. <laughs> yeah, that checks. <laughs> like Wesley, but he is, he's very 15-year-old boy. Mm. Yeah, me too. The one where Wesley almost got put to death because he trampled on flowers. Oh, yeah. Angel yeah. One. Huh? Angel, Angel one? one? Yeah, that sounds right. Ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, like, one. I totally, like, you see, so like, just, you know, like, just having fun out yeah. there, and then yeah. suddenly yeah. you're like, oh, shit, I killed the the death plant. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would definitely be somebody who would commit a capital offense and only realize it after the fact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, wait, you kill people here for doing that? I do that all the time. I'm going to say, yeah. I would absolutely break you out of jail for that. Aww. I would be like, look, because I feel like no matter what, no state or entity could punish you as much as you punish yourself whenever you think you've done something wrong. And I'm like, 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 they've already figured out. My bro's already going to do the time in their own head for, for this. So whatever you do... It's just going to be extraneous and over the top, so I might as well take my good friend Z home with me. <laughs> because they are also extraneous and over the top. Because I need them in my life right now. You know? It's a value add to my society. And also, I mean, yeah, through this, I just drew the Enterprise. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's it says Cody! <laughs> That's great. That's an NFT right yes. there, baby. Amazing. <laughs> oh, we should sell our own. No, we're not no, going to sell an NFT. I, we're going to sell the image. You could put different hats on them and like. Fedora. We could have a whole line so nobody owns the same hat. I don't want to do an <laughs> NFT with this. I would happily do uh, just prints. Yeah. yeah Fan prints and the stickers and, the, yes. uh, and buttons and then sell them at some type of Star Trek convention. Yes. Yeah, absolutely happy to do that. I, I mean, I as an artist... 
it's weird to say only one person's allowed to look at that because like I have that it's my personal sketch journal that's where the bad art goes <laughs> I get all the bad art out first at the beginning of the day so the good art can go out in the world I want people to look at my art it feels weird to say only one person can look at it I want them I, to I think look you at it. I think if you were at a Star Trek convention and anyone came up to you and it's like yeah you got any NFTs you'd be like get out of my line <laughs> like yeah go away get a sticker get <laughs> stop stop being selfish <laughs> you have to share my art with everyone you you have to be obnoxious about it. Oh. You, have to, you have to get one of those air horns that whenever they do it, you just bring it out like, <laughs> wrong, go. I'm into that idea. I'm happy in a way that I should not analyze at all whatsoever. <laughs> I feel like that would both bring people to your booth and make people not come to your booth. You're it would alive. balance it out. I like you, yeah. but not everybody gonna like you. I mean, you just that. said that to me a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody's at a con and you just keep hearing this like air horn going off every once in a while, it might be like, what's going on? I'm curating my audience. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah. Because I don't. You don't have to deal with everybody who comes to listen to you. You only have to deal with the people that you want to deal with. You curate your audience. If there's some assholes over here who's doing shit that you don't like, boot them. <laughs> air horn them in the face. <laughs> I like that idea. I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, run with it. I like it. I like it. I want to be the reason that conventions have to put clauses that you can't bring air horns <laughs> to the convention. <laughs> You find a way around it. Oh, yeah. It's an an, Like, kind of like an NFT, you could be like, get an app on your phone that makes the air horn noise, and you're like, I didn't bring an air horn. I don't know what you're talking about. That noise is an NFT. Yeah, yeah, I own the rights to this noise. I'm the only one that can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) If I play it and I own the NFT, none of y'all heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your NFT. We got way off of this episode. Everyone at this table. Okay, okay, you know what? I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good, and I'm going to try and bring it back. So the very first note I wrote on here, I just want to say the first note I wrote was drugs. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I called it. I I just want to say I called it early second. Um, Very strong British Empire vibes. Mm. (laughs) Very opium war to me. That was the first Mm. thing I went to. I mean, there's multiple. I was thinking crack. Or cr- yeah. I mean, yeah. I wrote, lots of I wrote CIA did this all the time, yeah. still to this day. I wrote the cargo was probably a virus. Oh, it's for a virus. Plague had or space has a lot of plagues. So not a space plague, space heroin. That was the journey that I went on. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's the journey that they yeah. orchestrated. Good. Yeah. Well, I was there for it. I stopped when I when I ended this episode. CJ asks me, "How was it?" I don't, I don't know. He doesn't participate in the episodes. He doesn't watch it yeah. with me. But he always asks me at the end, how was it? And and I was like, I have a lot of feelings about this one. And I not all of them are good, but not all of them are bad. And the only way I've been able to parse some of those feelings is that I don't think the Prime Directive is wrong in this instance. Mm. Right. As much as I, my morale, my personal morality, but I understand the purpose of the Prime Directive. It's like, as much as I was like, oh no, you should help those people or you should do this or whatever. It was like. You could make it worse. You could, I could absolutely, I could Mm -hmm. start a war. I could do this or whatever. And also, I think this is probably was going to be inevitable anyway. They had two working ships left for an entire fucking planet. Yeah. Two. And no one knew how to repair them. This is inevitable. Nothing, the the enterprise in this case could only harm the situation. Mm-hmm. It was going to come to light whether the enterprise or anyone else was there. 
this was going to happen no matter what. If the Enterprise did do anything, if Picard did do anything, it was almost guaranteed to either expedite that timeline or make it worse. Right, and like just on a micro level, like if someone has a drug problem where they have like legitimate narcotic addiction issues, you can't white savior your your way out of that. You can't you can't interject until the addicted person need like admits that they need help like you right. ha- have to say they need to hit rock bottom that's a little a, a no, hoary no. cliche but they have to want to get better right. and then on the macro level the society has to want to get better before they can do it and exactly Picard can't just go in there with phasers blazing and say I'm going to make you better it right. feels yeah. a little like he's almost staging an intervention at the end am right. I remembering that correctly because mm. he's like no we're not going to give you the parts that you need for your ships yeah. or whatever he's Crusher like, was a little bit like you have love. to find another way on your own even (laughs) if it's hard was like dancing around it yeah because like so much of addiction is environmental right and it's just like what are you gonna do give them a whole ass another planet right like the major problem here is the fact that one planet one entire society and culture not unlike the british empire um is like actively abusing a whole other culture and society like, that's the main problem right there. It has nothing to do with the drugs. <laughs> really. I mean, the drugs are, like, a symptom and a catalyst of it. But, mm-hmm. like, it was these two planets. There's, like, what do you do? Start a war? Like, no, that's, yeah. So, like, as much as I'm, like, I'm not happy, but I also think you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody notice one of the last shots as uh, Card and Crusher are walking out of the cargo bay? Denise Crosby is in the background waving goodbye. No. They shot these out of order. This was actually her last episode. Which I think brings us to, uh, (laughs) unless anybody else has anything about symbiosis. The the people that are on the show. uh, Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's a Wrath of Khan reunion. Uh, The two guys are Kirk's son and Khan's best buddy. Oh. Yeah. Unless anybody else has anything else, we have reached the end of our time. Next episode we will talk about skin of evil there will be some sadness yeah mm-hmm. you doing okay z no no <laughs> we'll hold that until we record the episode <laughs> and save we'll... your tears z i need them for special <laughs> keep them in your face do you know how valuable these are energy wise emotions stay inside the body i'm working on it <laughs> If this man ever cries, you definitely need to harvest those tears because Absolutely. that is going to fix everything Look, in the world. White boy tears are very powerful. <laughs> That's why we keep them. Never ever cry. <laughs> That's why we keep them. Yet to find the thing that that would like the closest he ever got is when Batman dies at the end of uh, Dark Batman uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, also, anytime we watch, follow that bird. Yes. Watching a I get very big emotional be when the whole Sesame, the Sesame Street, Street gang <laughs> like teams up and says we're gonna go rescue Big Bird. Like, uh, yeah, I'm like, even talking about it now. It's just like, okay, he's just a six year old kid who like want, like they talk to him about a, having a family of birds, and he's like, oh, I might like to try that, and then he's like, oh, I don't know if I like it here, and they're like, we're gonna go get him. Get him. Sweet. <laughs> is is that your fievel? It's as close as I get to a fight. <laughs> Let's hold the, the discussion of tears for Skin of Evil, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. it should stay. Yeah. And we'll also do, we'll, we'll, we'll always have Paris, which is which is fine. Uh, so we'll see you then on The Hot Deck is Broken. Hear you then. 
we won't hear you, you'll hear us. Bye! Bye! Bye!